All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Managing Digital Projects podcast. We are going to talk about project management. We've got a topic for today, which is delivery planning. Um, even though we manage digital projects, some of what we talk about might be useful to any type of project you might be managing. Just stick around and uh, we'll see what you learn today or what we can get into. Um, I'm Tom. I'm the head of project delivery at Digital 22. And with me is Faisal. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, so I'm Faisal, uh, responsible for project delivery. Um, the key things I'm responsible for is making sure the projects are on time, that uh, they're on track, they're on budget, and they're on point. Uh, so I'm going to kick us off by talking about delivery planning. When, when, do, when do I get involved? When do we get involved in as a team? And it all starts off with, be fair to say, it all starts off with as soon as that project has been signed off by the client. Yep. Um, and the key objectives, the business case, the business goal, the reason what that, why that project is, is there, is all signed off. And that could be for any project. It could be a website project, an inbound project. Ultimately, we want to know what the goals are for the client, what the key objectives are. And once that's all mapped out, we sort of want to review what the uh, timelines are. When does the client want to start the project? When do they want to start reviewing those key deliverables within that project? And when do they want to when do they want us to ultimately deliver that project? I think once all of this is sort of mapped out and scoped out and we understand key things such as like dependency dependencies and milestones, at what point do we start delivering standalone deliverables? When, for example, we've got a web project and you've got a you've got a branding project and you've got the website project. We know the branding has to be sort of finalized before the website project goes live. But what are the start and end dates of those of those mini deliverable projects. I think that's where you guys sort of come in, isn't it? You sort of map things out and plan. How do you sort of work around that? How do you know how long a, a piece of work is going to take, a deliverable is going to take? Yeah, so like you say, we know what we're trying to achieve with this project. We know what we want to do. We know when it needs to happen. Um, we know what our key dependencies are. We know what possibly is a risk. So we're good to go. We've got this project. We've got a bunch of other projects. So then... How are we going to plan that workout, not just for this project, but across all our projects? And some people listening might be dealing with one project, but a lot of people probably can relate to this. that They've got multiple projects going on at the same time. So how are you going to deliver all those projects? So, what, and so you get things to people when they need and how are you going to react when you need to tweak something? So we do a lot of time estimates. And I think everyone's got their own way of doing this. People might be doing it very theoretical, percentages of people's uh, workload, like this piece of work might take half of an employee's time. That's very high level approaches. Um, here in a service industry business, we are getting down to as much detail as we can. So we're collecting a lot of data, a lot of time estimates. We speak to the people up front. They're the ones who tell us how long things are going to take. But then we've also got tools to track how long things are taking. You could do this by keeping a spreadsheet maybe of timings um, as you go. But we've got a project management system that collects our information for us. It's the powerful thing then we have and we're fortunate enough. We do a lot of repeatable work. No one piece is exactly the same, but you can get a lot of good time estimates based off of similar sorts of work so that you can get your forecasting as accurate as possible. Um, so we, we do that and we regularly review those timings with people. You can't be doing it every week, every day, every week, but 
monthly, quarterly, annually for some items depending on the frequency of that piece of work. Just go back and look, see how long it took you and update your averages. Get the best possible foundations for your planning uh, to be executed. So you mentioned repeatable work. A lot of it is repeatable work. So I mean, I imagine that as, again, let's talk about web projects. So you got one, one, one per, a, a designer designing a, a certain number of pages for a client and that person will be doing exactly the same thing the next day and the day after and the day after, but for different clients. How does mm. that sort of work? Because what one client wants to see on a design might be very different. Is the timing still roughly the same? Would he spend the same, same amount of time or does it sort of vary? No, and you're dealing with estimates here, aren't you? So you can't, you can never say you will take this exact amount of time. That, that, that would give a bad client experience. You're looking for the best possible structure for your people to deliver in. So you, you be realistic about your timings. You tell people the, the quality you expect to deliver and you try and um, set them up for success. So you set them up with some buffer, but not too, not too much buffer that you're not delivering what you need to on time, especially in our business, we need to deliver results for clients. The quicker we can do these things for clients, the quicker they can start achieving marketing results. So that finding that balance of a bit of space to be able to do the things you need, but then also um, to get that work done. And we know if I forecast eight hours for something, someone might take seven for that for one client, they might take nine for another. All you're hoping is that it balances out as best as it can for people. On an average, as long as it yeah. balances it and out, you, it sort of works You can't well. promise someone that every day is going to be the same. You just would be lying to them if you said, I can keep you at exactly the same level every day. But you can set them up as best you can and then try and get them to manage it as best they can too. Excellent. Um, question for me then, Faisal. You're in the project delivery manager role. You're dealing, working with our teams day to day, dealing with a lot of timelines. How are you working that with the teams so i think um, i rely on you guys for a large portion of everything that i do and that's based on the stuff that you've just touched on in terms of timings uh when i'm working with these teams uh i i, I want to know that those timings are realistic they've been mapped out they've been recorded and we have like sort of a good average and we do review them regularly because what i don't want is is to have projects uh, have a delivery date for a particular project or a deliverable and then not be able to meet that because the timings are uh, more or less uh, because what, what I do find is sometimes there might be uh, there's an overlap we're, we're an agency we're a fast-paced agency we work on a number of projects constantly and so there's naturally there's going to be an overlap between something that you might work on a Monday and you've got to drag it over into a Tuesday but you've got something yeah. that's lined up for a Tuesday so that's a massive challenge so one of the ways I try and run um, teams is to run sort of production calls. We do them in the mornings. We do them on alternate days for some teams. We'll do them uh, 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 every day for some teams. If it's needed for particular departments, we'll do them every day. And what we'll do is we'll sort of just map the, tr uh, the progress of those key deliverables, those projects, um, down at the up at project level and down to task level, just to make sure we as a business and people, as as individuals, are doing what they need to do on a daily basis. Yeah. So that's sort of uh, how we how I manage how I sort of manage the delivery of making sure on a weekly basis we do what we need to do again again on a daily basis doing what we need to do. And that's where we get some of our key insights, isn't it, through those conversations that you have with the teams every day, through the learnings of 
what works well, what doesn't work well. And I think we've been able to take a lot of that back into our planning, haven't we? So then I don't know if you want to touch on the different approaches we've got for the teams. We've got certain roles where a certain structure is going to work one way well and then a structure for other types of teams. Yeah, so each because we have multiple departments as an agency, we sort of have so many different departments working on so many different things. Um, let's, look, let's look at the content team, for example. So you've got the content team and they work on producing blogs. We know exactly how long a blog takes. Uh, we have a good understanding of that based on historics. Um, and that output is very clear. It's a key, it's, a, it's, a, it's very core. You can, get a, you, you can get somebody to write a blog and that's done within the morning, but you've got somebody else in a completely different team like SEO, for example, where the optimization work they might be doing on page, off page, can take a week, can take a month. So it's very different. So how we sort of manage these teams, what works for this team might be a simple tracking sheet to track what's happening in the morning, in the afternoon. And we do that via the project management system that we use. Um, whereas what might, why, what might work with the SEO team is just making sure on a daily basis and tracking that progress against the hours that we'd allocated for, for that SEO task, for example. Yeah. So if you take one team might want, if they're very con production heavy, they might want a whole week, month, quarter planned out every piece of work. So they're clear on what they've got to achieve and get through. Whereas if I look at our development team, it definitely there's more times where we keep them in a more agile state where we plan a few days in advance we know what work they've got but then it can be very day-to-day -day. okay today you're the project's evolved into this and you are going to be working on that yeah it requires a lot more frequent cons from you so we definitely have a different yeah, varying approaches 100 like you say yeah. it works very different i think the great example is is the dev team where we do need an agile approach compared to compared to say again the content team where we can plan out the next quarter we can plan out the whole quarter and we can say okay we've got x amount of blogs to write across uh, the next three months and divided between x amount of people x amount of weeks this is what you're delivering and it's sort of mapped out it really helps people organize the way they work versus the dev team just the nature of dev work things change things break things need updating things need reviewing they need to learn well, a lot of the times when we're developing these websites or we're designing these pages, uh, it needs some additional creativity or it might need some additional software or, or a new tool that we've not used before based on the client's request. So we've got to try and remain agile and give people the space and time to think. So we can't, we can, as much as we want to set out their week and deliver that project within that time frame, we still need to be conscious of spanner in the works, for example, you know, something yeah. might come in that we've not planned for. So do we, do we give them that? Do we remain agile and say, okay, work on this today and then work on it again on Wednesday and take a break from this and work on that? So yeah. that, that happens all the time. And it's a challenge. Of course, it's a challenge because we've got delivery expectations to meet across, across the business. The other, the, other, the other thing that I think impacts how agile teams have to be is depending on client expectations. A part of my role is working with clients, speaking to clients, working with teams and work, to work with their clients. And client expectations change depending on the pressures they have in their industry and in their business. And they might want you to start something and pause something and they might cause delays. All of this makes, uh, uh, sort of forces us to be agile across, across, the, across the business. Yeah, so as much predictability as you can for the people who need it the most with those heavy production 
um, targets and then the agility where possible. I 100%. Guess. 100%. I think this is, where, this is where you guys come in a lot, isn't it? When um, uh, In terms of like setting up those projects and distributing that work across across the business how do you sort of manage that how do you how do you how do you how do you find distributing work across the teams i think it's uh it's a great if you're into puzzles um it's fixing puzzles. yeah every day it's like a moving puzzle things people any, anyone who's managing multiple projects will know this so you, you can have the best plans in the world and you can sit there and go right i have sorted everyone for the next three weeks i know exactly what they're doing and that's what's that going to happen and that is not what is going to exactly happen holidays and sicknesses oh, all that stuff does it so throw you off factors so you're always tweaking to get the best performance you if you could set and leave you could set that plan and leave it for three weeks but you wouldn't get the best out of that plan there would be downtime there would be people when they are maxed out with no support um so your best bet is to smooth that out as best as possible to make the delivery as effective as it can be to, so you can have the best quality work going to your clients. 100%. So I guess we talked, I think we touched on it a little bit, Faisal, um, and John's given us the, John, our amazing uh, videographer, um, who's doing all the magic behind the scenes. He's given us the okay. He said, we can just carry on talking for ages if we want. I think that's what you just said, wasn't it, John? <laughs> yeah, I think you can edit, edit, edit as much as you can. We might get onto a few more topics, but um, I think we've got time for a couple more. So my question for you is, can you completely fill someone up every day? Yes and no. I think it depends on the individual and it depends on the type of work they're doing and it depends on where they are in terms of headspace. Some people like to work in slots or sprints and they just want to come in and just want to power through things. And that's fine. That's the way you want to work. That's cool. We are agile. Everything we do is very agile and we can allow you to do that. And that might work in certain departments. Um, let's take the SEO team, for example. We, we, we might plan something in for, a, for, for something to be completed across the month. But that, if, that, if, that, if, that per, if that person can deliver that within a week, within a day, then that's fine. If they can do that, if they can power through something, they can do that. But at the same time, I do also recognize you can't load somebody up for eight hours a day. You know, there's lots of variables. People need to have lunch. People need to have toilet breaks. People need to have headspace to just sit back, think, you know, sort of like look at the work that they've done. And, 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 and we need to provide that headspace. So as much as, I, you know, your, teams will fo your, 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 your team will focus on filling that schedule up and filling that capacity up for that individual for me, I, I, you know, I, when I'm working with these guys on a day-to-day -day level, I, I, I do get the sense that you know people just want uh, to have the flexibility to bring stuff forward from the future, work on something that's here and now. But again, all of that ties in with the overall project. It's always it's all well and good giving people the flexibility to bring stuff forward and deprioritize something else. But if they're not involved at uh, that, you know, project delivery level, working at that project at a <clears throat> at a high level they might deprioritize something versus something that is a priority yeah. so it's it's a tough balance it's always a tough balance and, and that's what that's what those production calls really help me keep things in focus yeah and you do a lot of that work with people don't you to look at blockers they might have and look at opportunities to do work that maybe was planned in the future to try and keep their schedules as nice and even as they can so it would that be one of your tips for people whether it's someone who's got the support of someone like you or managing their workload on their own 
dependencies, like being aware of them. Yeah, 100%. I think it's something that I try and flag up with. Uh, because you can go into a zone if you've got a task to do and you can just sort of focus on that particular task and then just complete that task off and then just walk away from it and not know who's the next person to sort of pass that baton on to. And likewise for the other person, it's always good to, I, I think it, I, I think it's a, it's a great idea, it's a great tool to be able to just look at the system, look at where you sort of fit into that puzzle and see, can you pull something forward? Can you sort of uh, help yourself in the future by doing something now rather than waiting for it, if it's possible? Yeah. It's, it's rare that you're doing a piece of work doesn't have some sort of dependency like so you're not waiting on someone for something or someone's not waiting on something from you so understanding how you play your part in that chain of things that mm. need to happen and understanding all the different types of work you've got on and where each of those pieces of work are i think gives you options doesn't it to manage your workload as effectively as you can if you know that something might have been accelerated and might be happening earlier than originally planned, that gives you options if something gets delayed to, to keep yourself as flexible as you can be. Yeah, I think John's a great example. I mean, John's dependency is the availability of myself and yourself for him to record this podcast. Yeah. But he can sort of work with us to sort of free himself, free himself up next week for something else that he wants to work on. I think he did that. I, I think he did that. Yeah. And he'll drag us in and get us to record a podcast. It's like he planned it. Work, 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 around us, work around us to do that. Fabulous. So I think a question for me is, what do you do to manage um, people when they haven't... Say no, someone's just not got any work, got no dependencies. Um, sorry, no work that they can pull forward where the dependency has been fulfilled. What do you do in that scenario? I think I think this is the great thing about um, Digital 22 is we give people that opportunity where it's okay to have nothing on your plate that you can physically work on. Because no, it's not okay. Well, well, and well, the team will watch, it's not okay. <laughs> it's okay to take this time back. And I'm sort kidding, of, of course. So it's, it's okay to take this time back and sort of learn something. Learn something, yeah, grow no, and learn. Hundred uh, percent. Because of the nature of the industry we're in, we have to be on top of our game, and that that applies to every department, to every person that works here. I mean, great. Right now, we're having inbound, uh, and it's a great example where the whole business is taking out two hours a day for each person or more, if needed, to watch, to learn, to update yourself, to sort of refresh and sort of reinvigorate your skills. And I think that's those moments when they do happen gives that person that flexibility to go in and just sort of step back and just train and just learn something do some certifications do some hubspot training and 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 and, and do that exactly if we never learn and we're standing still the competition are just going ahead of us and we're going backwards effectively so finding that time is key isn't it so it is 100%. okay to take some time out yeah. from delivery don't don't record this bit. Maybe I do this bit now, John. <laughs> delivery, delivery, delivery. You but heard, it is heard okay. It you heard it from Tom. <laughs> it is okay sometimes to take a step back. It's okay to push back and say, I need some and time. And learn. And the way I look at it, it is if you take a task, you're doing a task every day. It takes an hour. Every day, always. What if you took some time out to look at your process and to reflect on your learnings? So it's not just the learning time. You, the learning time is amazing. You take that as well then the time to look at your processes. I, I think this Can is really I do this key. thing in a better way, a more effective way? 
maybe even get better quality out of the way that I do it. And it might result in a lower time to achieve that task. And that task that took me an hour every day might turn into a 50 minute task. And I've got 10 minutes back off that task every time I do it every day. And if it's my repeatable task, that's a massive win for me and for the business. I think it's really crucial what you touched on in terms of just like improving processes regularly. And if you're not improving processes regularly, you don't know if you can create efficiencies. Yeah. You don't know if you can question it again and again and again to say, why do we do that? Why do we do that? Why do we do that? We use the five whys example, don't we? And we try and implement lean sigma as much as we can. And I think it's so crucial to step back, look at a process, look at why you do a, a thing in a particular way and then question and question and question and question it again because ultimately it will save you time in the long run. But all of this requires lots of comms, lots of communications and lots of discussing between people and grabbing people and talking to people. How do you sort of do that? How do, how do, you, how do you think it's the best way to sort of do that? Or well, a question for me, bonus question, which we didn't plan for, but is can anyone improve a process? That's a great question. I think so. I think, I think we are flexible enough to let everyone know whether you are working on SEO or content or dev or web strategy or if you can find something that you think you want to improve, raise it, flag it, lots of areas to do that. You can do it on production calls, you can do it on your individual uh, stand-ups, you can do it within your team. We have, uh, we're not restricted, uh, like in a, you know, in large organizations, there's lots of paperwork and there's, mm -hmm. and there's lots of people with great ideas that struggle to implement these ideas just because of the nature of those businesses. But here at D22, it's very different, we're very flexible. Somebody's got a great idea, put your hand up and we'll help you work it through. Exactly, and if you've got the support of people who can just check those ideas for mm. you, check it's not gonna increase the time it takes to deliver something for a client or make it a non-viable piece of work because you've turned a piece of work from 10 minutes into three hours because you really wanna do something amazing for it, but then the client doesn't wanna pay for that. So as long as you consider all of those things, and businesses can give their staff great frameworks for that little cheat sheets with a few things to think through on processes and just let empower people to improve those processes and have a go and look i think the main thing is do it but then just go back and check it did it actually improve if it didn't maybe your old way was better or maybe you need to try a new way i think one of the things that we forgot to mention earlier on and i wanted to touch on was uh the uh the culture aspect of of how uh, we, we approach things here. I mean, we see a lot of people spending a lot of time, you know, we, we spend so much time playing playing football, playing FIFA, FIFA. we have these... I don't. Well, yeah, I'd like to think otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we allow people that time to sort of step back, go and play a computer game, go and have a drink, go and have a walk, and do the, you know, something outside of your normal day-to-day -day role that will help you sort of just refresh and, and just come back. And that's trust in people, isn't it? Mm. But to enable people to make the best use of that trust, you've got to give them the good tools. So I think the main thing I wanted, before we finish up, I want the thing I really wanted to reflect on, because we've talked about a lot of good tactics for planning delivery um, and even managing a bit of the execution. But without, if you do all this great stuff we talked about, if you don't communicate any of it, none of it works. 100%. And if you don't, to communicate how people, um, how you've structured people's weeks, the um, dependencies they might have, the things to watch out for, uh, the sort of decisions you're making, why you're giving them a certain amount of work one day versus another, why it might be busy or not so busy. If you don't keep communicating that, people 
won't know the decisions you've made and then won't execute your plan as well as they could do. So you, you try not to micromanage people, but you want to give them a platform to succeed. And, that, and that's why giving people time to go play FIFA or um, to play football five aside or do Dungeons and Dragons and all the other great things that we do mm-hmm. as a business. If you don't give them the platform um, to manage their schedule really well, they can't take advantage of those great things. Otherwise, they'll just get bogged down with work because they'll get behind and they won't know where they're up to. So you have to have a good, solid platform and communicate it well mm. to get all the best things out of yeah, the working so, environment. Yeah, ultimately, in order to tie this sort of thing together and deliver to expectations at project level, at deliverable level, at task level, milestone level, we trust people to just sort of get on with it, to get their shit done, to do what they need to do. And if it means they need to talk to other people to support them to do what they need to do, then we, we trust that individual, we trust these people to communicate, talk, talk, talk to your colleagues, talk to people who are above you in the dependency, below you in the dependency, talk to the project manager, talk to the project delivery manager, talk to uh, the web strat, the marketing strat, keep talking, which sort of enables you to fulfill your task. Yeah. The only way you can do your task is if you talk to people. If you sit there and don't talk to anybody and just look at your task board, you, 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 you can't get that. You can't, you can't complete that task. You need to talk to people to sort of understand. It's, I think one of the things that we get, we get a lot as a blocker is there's no brief in the task. You know, we, we, we hear this quite often. And one of the things for me is we, somebody can write exactly what needs to happen in that task step by step. It's always good to just get up, just have a quick chat, two minute chat, five minute chat, and just understand where that, why and what and how that sort of helps you. Again, what is this? It's communication. Yeah. And that might be the topic for the next podcast. Who knows? Got a couple of ideas. I think that's everything we wanted to talk through today. Hopefully people who've been watching have got some value out of that, maybe thought about some things they want to try when they're managing projects and uh, delivery planning. Yeah, but if you want to hit myself and Faisal up on LinkedIn, feel free to ask us any help. questions and uh, happy to talk. Thank you. Thanks for that. Thanks, John. Thanks, Thanks for Tom. watching, everyone. Cheers, Faisal. Thanks.